Welcome to the Don't Die Podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Hey, hey, stop dying, Chuck. That's what the guy says. <laughs> that is- but now we're going to get to Mach 2 of Don't Die, which is how to live. I'm surprised you don't say that to me when we see each other. Hey, 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 hey Chuck, don't stop dying. Stop dying. <laughs> I'm telling you that that there is more to this whole thing than just surviving and slowly but surely the people that have survived now death rates have gone down 2018 it looks like pretty pretty dramatically in certain areas and um death rates are actually rising in los angeles which we're not going to talk about we're going to ignore los angeles okay uh yeah you know what i just got to put it out there i just read a thing today or the day before that Ohio's cocaine is being just inundated. Yeah, but you won't die from that. Right no, it's being inundated oh, with, with fentanyl. fentanyl. in the cocaine? In the cocaine, in Ohio particularly. And See, they now had that like, sounds good to me. I, <laughs> you know? I, I if I was still using it, I'd be like, yeah, give me some of that stuff with the fentanyl in it. <laughs> cocaine except, with the fentanyl. Except, yeah. Except that they're dying. They're not Are they fun. dying? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Somebody's not measuring this fentanyl very well. No, it's not scientific. (laughs) Maybe maybe they should go to college and learn how to do it properly. University and learn how. There's these measuring cups that are inside your mom's drawer. Right, they don't work because they're so minute. The the little the granules, one little granule. You need to measure with an old-fashioned coke spoon. That's true. That the fentanyl is so is so crazy, but death rates are going down, and we're and and uh, you know finding doctors that will kill you with opioids is almost a, a thing of the past, right? So You mean make, they got the word? You know what? The, word, the doctors got the word. They got the word. Wait, like the, if you break your toe, you're not supposed to take off wait, wait a second. Yeah. I can tell you that I had my I had my hernia repair repaired, and they had to put mesh in my pelvic floor. And they wouldn't give you opioids. And, and what they gave me was... Um, was they gave me a four, no, they gave me a four-day supply of Norco 7.5, and I was in crazy amount, yeah, crazy, just... crazy amount of pain. And when I just saw the lady today for my follow-up, I go, you know, I got to tell you that I would rather do no drugs than do drugs that don't help and run the risk of becoming... A drug addict. A drug addict all over yeah. again. And she goes, she goes, what do we give you? And I go, the 7.5s. And she goes, oh, no, you're over, oh, you over 200 pounds. You probably need the 10 for sure. <laughs> and I go, oh, my God. Are you kidding? Now you tell me Were that? you just emulating an Asian? <laughs> yes, was that? Were you just, <laughs> that, was, that, was Chuck's, that was Chuck's Asian image. That's oh, what God, she sounds Chuck. like. I, it does. That's so orange. Oh, that, that, oh, no, you But shoot. let me tell oh, you. No. Let me tell you something that the, 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 the racial stereotypes are illegal now. I'm sure they're going to start putting people in jail for it. Ugh. But there is a YouTube thing. I don't know. Bug's too old now. But Sid is watching this family from, I believe, they're Lakewood or somewhere around that area of, of somewhere uh, in, in the Orange outer County? layer of Los Angeles <laughs> oh. County. No, Lakewood. Oh, not Lake Forest. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I get them No, confused. what's down the 10 freeway, one of the first towns you get? Chinatown. To? <laughs> pr- primarily Asian population there. San Gabriel, city of San Gabriel, but uh, on the south side I of the freeway. So, so anyways, there's this family that have become these YouTube sensations. And they exaggerate Asian accents. Oh, no. Opening toys. And it's called Uncle John, Uncle John, Uncle John. 
and it, it's an Asian guy. I think he probably speaks English like we do. He's probably third generation English, <laughs> yeah. but he's exaggerating an Asian thing. And now Sydney is exaggerating Asian things. Oh, so that's great. It's just all these racial stereotypes. On the one hand, this is the diversity of America. On the one hand, yeah, me too. On the other hand, the president of the United States grabs women by the pussy. This, these, <laughs> oh, the, and the same thing is like the universities are saying, oh, we need to respect everyone and everyone's the same and no racial stereotypes. And children are being taught by YouTube that uh -huh. Asians talk like this. Hey, you, come here right now, Uncle John say. <laughs> and then all Mexicans are murderers and rapists yeah, and murderers drug addicts. And rapists well, and, and drug addicts and, and university professors. And they build walls <laughs> really they, well. Yeah, hire the wall. One, one builds a wall. Oh, yes, one would build a wall perfectly. So it's a crazy world where you're getting this one part of the population that thinks that we're living in this Valhalla of political correctness. And I don't then even the think reality, you can say Valhalla anymore. <laughs> is that, is that a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a German thing. And that's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a German. You can't, don't make yeah, paradise no, no. seem like Nazis. Uh, yeah, exactly. Come on, victory or Valhalla, but, you can't say that. But there's all this crazy juxtaposition, whereas things used to be more towards the center. Right. If you even think about <laughs> Jello Biafra, who we were talking about, is going to be playing the Alex's Bar or something. The Holiday in With Cambodia is a tame song by today's standards of violent rhetoric. And he was thought that he was going to be arrested for that song. And it was cutting edge right? back in the day. Right. And But when you think well, of Holiday in Cambodia, it's like a quaint song compared to 9-6 nine, nine, or Extension <laughs> or fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I just saw on the nine, internet the Extension, or Extension, however you say his name, I the kids that got murdered. Extension. Yeah. So he has this this temple made to him at his at his funeral huh. it's like this huge like uh uh what's it called cathedral you know what, where they buried his body uh, oh, he's got above a, he's ground got a big mausoleum mausoleum he's got a big mausoleum that says that name whatever he is e-x-x-t-i-n so it's just crazy that we're living in these strange times where Part of the population thinks we're, we're, nobody says a mean thing and nobody says an off-color joke and nobody does a racial stereotype. And if they do, they don't want to. They want to be corrected <laughs> and they want to, you know what I mean? In this really, like, sterilizing everything so that nothing is funny, nothing is, you know, everything could hurt somebody's feelings, right? Right. When, when... um when people are too extreme in their political correctness, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> do, do they consider themselves about my feelings? Well, I think... Because I'm one who believes in truth over, over civility. You know, three chords in the truth was Joe Strummer's mantra. Lenny Bruce was, I'll die for the truth. Right? Truth is important. We're living in delusion. So do we, when we talk about Lenny Bruce and like, and okay, because you know uh, what he, he wanted to make the word, you know, that we're not supposed to say. <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not supposed to say that. He was wanted to make that so, meaningless. so many times it was meaningless. meaningless and, right. uh, what do you say to like Patti Smith? Does she do rock and roll? Well, yeah, she still does it. And but you, but know, who did, you know who did it last night? The Avengers. Extension does it. Yeah, I know. Extension uh, said the N-word about every other third word. I don't think the N-word means that much to young people. 
But it means something to college university professors and Elizabeth Warren and all these political correct people, right? But right. I'm telling you, if Eli I'll predict right now, 20, two years before the election, if Elizabeth Warren is the Democratic nominee for the, for the presidency in 2020, Donald Trump will be reelected. I guarantee you that. Because of her Native American thing? No, it's about fascism. But I will vote for Kamala Harris, but she's a bit moderate. She's already getting crucified for not being black enough. She's, she's African-American. She's not black enough. What does that Beto mean? Beto O'Rourke has the best chance of beating Donald Trump than Beto anybody Beto O'Rourke has the best chance of making himself famous and making a lot of money. Who sets the standard of what black is? Uh, apparently college university professors. Because I understand someone being offended, and, but, but why I don't have the right to, to throw the N-word around is because there are people who have been oppressed, who have felt pain, who have been that have been I think held we, down by it. Yeah, so for I don't sure. so that's How a, about slavery? That's that's hate speak, you know? So I don't have the right to throw that around. Does but here's the question. Does Richard Pryor? Because I I believe the greatest poet of our lifetime would not be allowed to to practice his art form in 2019. And that's a fucking shame on our society. Richard Pryor would not be allowed to be Richard Pryor right now if he was 22 years old uh, he you, would not be allowed to be oh uh, are you kidding you now if you're alive now and you did some of that stuff and you weren't dead you would be held accountable for what you did 30 40 years ago <laughs> yeah, he might he might that, be lucky he's dead because they would put him on trial that's, that's the sad thing is that if you were if you were 20 years old and you said something stupid right now and you were running and you were any sort of political person you, at all or or you're a famous person i mean there's been a lot of it lately with i, I what did you watch saturday night live this last week where there i, I mean it was about all it. about um liam neeson and this and virginia what a mess yeah you know but it's just like over and over and this is not recent anything here's an interesting thing a friend of mine told me he was a republican in the 70s and 80s and then he became a democrat and I said, well, what made you change your mind in the, in the early 90s? And he said, nothing changed my mind. I still believe the same things I believe. I still express and support the same ideas I believed. The Republican Party left me and became some religious cult. And he said this in 92. They became moral majority and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I, I don't think, re and he said this, and he's a religious person. He just said, I don't think religion has a place in politics. So what was I to do when my party was being taken over as a religious organization? Well, when it does, then maybe <laughs> that's, people get mad every time I bring this up. But if, if religion is going to play, especially the big churches are going to play such a part in politics, then maybe they need to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like that segment. So I believe that I've been a, a radical kind of person, obviously towards the left. I've stayed where I am, and the party has gone so far to the left, I can't, I can't go out there. Can't follow Because it. I yeah. deal in reality. And I believe everybody has the right to say whatever they want. I truly believe in free speech. I believe you have the power to turn off the television. You don't have to watch it. I believe ideas ultimately reign supreme. Now, 
I get a little worried about my theory because the American population is so stupid at this point. They don't really even understand the ideas. That's scary. <laughs> That's scary to me. You know, the public at large has always been considered stupid. That's why we have an electoral college because people weren't smart enough to elect no, the president. No, but but when let's just let's just let's just get into <laughs> get into crazy stupid. So so crazy oh, no. the crazy stupid is like there's no way the Clintons are in a baby raping ring at a pizza parlor in Washington D.C. Anybody who believes that is below the stupid line. <laughs> Now, is that not true? <laughs> Why yeah. a it's just, laugh out just loud? A, just ridiculous. a simple question. Why would they be? How would nobody know about it? Uh, I, and I think there was proof on the receipts. Like it was the craziest shit yeah. that the Russians were propagandizing two people who they had their their phone information like, and I bet you the Russians were like. We got to get this out to the stupidest people in America because really even dumb people are not going to believe this. It's got to be the stupid people. And so the idea is like, what are the, what are the seven yeah, layers? Yeah, well, of what about your pizza baby raping thing? <laughs> what what about it? that? And then the guy went in there and <laughs> shot the place up. No, I yes, didn't know that you part. You didn't know that? No. A kid went in there and shot a bunch of people inside the pizza parlor that supposedly the Clintons were running a baby raping ring in the basement. <laughs> you just turned into Bill Cosby. They're running a baby raping <laughs> ring in the basement. <laughs> How crazy is that? There are millions of Americans that believe that, Chuck. <laughs> believe that. Where are they? Can, can we? Can we? Why are you doing a racial stereotype of white people from the South? <laughs> Why? Where? Can we put them on their own island somewhere? Can we get? What the hell? Can we see a show of hands for well, the people that believe no, that? No, but but and, the society before just said you're a stupid ass. <laughs> get read a book, you fucking stupid ass. But now you can't do that because it might hurt their feelings. <laughs> To call them stupid might hurt their feelings. Oh, no. But, you know, so we're living in madness. Yes. And so when people come out into sobriety, it's kind of hard, right? Oh, I can't imagine the shell shock of surfacing. <laughs> I love how you went You're into surfacing. That. You're surfacing. Okay, you've been on drugs for five years. You were relatively bright young man or woman at 17 19 or whatever you've been on drugs and you pop out at 26 and you're just like holy <laughs> fuck what is going on here we want you yeah. to deal with reality yeah. this is crazy get yeah. a job oh wait yeah. a minute never mind i don't even i don't even <laughs> go back i really don't underappreciate that with young people like they're just Good. like uh, during the election people were asking me do you vote bob and i was like yeah I'll vote. Uh. i said i'm not gonna vote for president because I don't uh, like either one of them. And and that gave them ideas like, hey, you could vote for Senate and Congress and the, the propositions oh, yeah. and not vote for president. Because you could tell they didn't want to vote because they didn't like either candidate. That's not the only reason we vote. No. You, you know but, what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's there's a lot more. Resp I wish people would take the time to read and not go with... You know what? That's the same thing. Media... You know how hard it was to not push that button for Gary Johnson, but I just thought he was such an idiot. The third party guy. <laughs> well, it, it'd be nice to put the numbers up so that people would see did it's you possible. Hear, did you hear that he was a pot smoker, a daily pot smoker, but his declaration was, I won't smoke pot while I'm running for president. 
Well, Did I, you know that? Well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that proves that he's not an addict. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, who knows how long he'd last? We'd probably have to get him on but, some boxing. But, uh, but uh, you know, getting back to the Jello Biafra was radical. Now he's just kind of, you understand what I'm saying? That's kind of normal. Like Holiday in Cambodia or, or, or you know, fuck the police is even normal. Yeah, I think, you know what I mean? I think that's on on every tattoo shop's wall as a fuck generic as a generic. You could get this tattoo with fuck, your grandma. Fuck the police. <laughs> hers hers will be in script and yours will be in old English. So so I think that I've just stayed where I was. Hunter S. Thompson, you know, be smart, try to figure things out, say be, be funny, be but believe in something that that Nazis have the right to believe what they believe, and I have the right to call them stupid for believing that. That's what America is. Right. What this new wing of the Democratic Party is, I don't have the right to call them stupid. I don't right. have the right to say, fuck Nazis. Right? right? That's what Dead Kennedy said. Nazi, Nazi punks, punks, fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah. You can't say that anymore. That might hurt their feelings. <laughs> you know, it is, it is funny because any... It's ex- I, I, I'm giving extreme examples. But yeah, but when, I don't think it's extreme what Elizabeth Warren and these people are talking about. It's like you can't hurt anybody's feelings. Life is a constant getting your feelings hurt. What yeah. reality do they live in? Right? Uh, get used to it. I got, a, right. I got a big nose and I've got a pockmarked face from when I was a kid and I had pimples. People call me pepperoni face. That toughened me up. But you're pretty now. But but the point is, that's reality. Right. And these people are presenting a non-reality to young people and insisting that we live by a non-reality standard. I believe the Democrats are going down a slippery slope, a dangerous direction, and I believe they will lose with it. Hmm. Right? And so, you know, not that I want billionaires running for president. I want no money. And and don't you think, though, that that's a lot of the appeal of Trump, that he was a white, older male? I think he's a con artist. I I don't think he applies to what I'm talking about. His appeal was he's famous. And that's another frightening component to America. Right. You yeah. just Fame can't agree with and me, money. No, I, I, <laughs> I think that that that's what peop, liberals believe that Trump was this straight shooter. And that's what MSNBC says. No, I believe he was famous and he's a fucking con artist. And he conned just enough people to believe in his bullshit. I don't believe mm. there's as th- th- there's I don't believe he can get reelected if the Democrats don't fuck up. But I see the Democrats fucking up and getting further and further left and radical things and all the rich people. Let me tell you something about taxing rich people 70 percent. They'll all just go live in England, you dumbass motherfuckers. What do you think Apple's been for the last 10, 15 years? They're based in Ireland. Nobody has any national... Billionaires don't have a national dedication to being American. There's not a lot of It's a multi... It's it's not like 1952. If you tax all the people who make over $10 million a year in America, they'll just become citizens of England, which a lot of them already are because England has a lower tax rate. And it used to be exactly the opposite. People, I, thought, I know because England yeah. suffered through the 60s and 70s trying to tax the rich. And we all love the Rolling Stones. What is the name of the greatest album by the Rolling Stones? Exile, Exile on Main yeah. Street. They all left the, England because they were paying 90% taxes and they lived in exile in France. 
Well, the same thing will happen. I don't know what OAC and all these liberals from Columbia University think they're going to tax rich people. They're not going to. It's just crazy what I'm hearing in this early stages of the Democratic primary. And I do believe, yeah, a lot of those Trumpers are going to go, yeah, tax the rich people. Unless they're famous, then they should be president. (laughs) Right? You know know what was scary... um <clears throat> Did you, uh, you know, there is another thing on Netflix. There's a thing called Alt Right. There's a yeah, I watched that. You did, yeah. So that that character Spencer is it good? Is it good? With you know, I'll tell you what. It's it's it, it was to me. It was extremely eye opening because I didn't see all of the the strings connected between the alt right and what what Trump says. And, oh yeah, and how and you know and Joe Rogan I think had the most poignant. Thing. He, he was only on there for like People five are seconds. Saying nothing but and great he, shit about Joe Rogan. And he goes, he goes, uh, he was there for like five seconds and he goes, Not everybody that voted for Trump is a racist, but every racist voted for Trump. Right. And the way the alt right lines up, the way they say Hail Victory, which is the English translation of Sieg Heil, and the way they, uh, the way they're communicating and talking and the way a lot of what Trump says mirrors what they say or they mirror what he says and that it's it's totally adding fuel to that I've fire. Count, I've counseled a lot of those kids, <clears throat> right? And they don't hate Jewish people. They don't... It's they weird. don't know Jewish in people, mob, probably. In mob mentality, they just say that shit right. to feel a part of, much like gangs in Los Angeles. Like, if you if you take an average gang member, of which I was friends with a lot of them, they don't believe the thing. They don't want to kill somebody that's brown skinned from a different neighborhood. That's just the rules of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they, I mean, I, I, they, there's some that are sociopaths, but for the most part, they know that they're killing other Mexican kids just like them. Yeah. Right? Well, they, it, if, if they have any grasp of reality, they do. And they feel bad about it. But then they fall back to the rules. But those are the fucking rules. They just as I know not to go in their neighborhood, they know not to come in my neighborhood. And they, yeah, and they that's did. the rules. Well, I think the the eighteen to twenty two year old white supremacists I've dealt with, they're just kind of those are the rules. I don't know right. why I hate Jewish I mean, people, I, but I just hate them. And and the idea that someone doesn't have the right to talk, I, I was educated, not indoctrinated to the point where I know you have to allow people to talk. You have to hear what all sides are saying so that you can understand it. doesn't mean I have to agree with it or that I have to accept it, but I, I need to know what, what we're dealing with. I mean, when someone knocks at the door, I don't hide anymore. I, I open the door and I go, what? You know, I used to be the kind of person that just hit all the time. But like I had a, I do an exercise where I have clients design tattoos, inspirational tattoos. So there's like an outline of a back and an outline of an arm. Yeah. And, you know, it's usually people will do like peaceful scenes or things that are the beach because they're from another place and they, you know, this Palm is it. Palm trees and sunsets. Yeah, and, and they do like, you know, uh, their grandmother's birth date and death, death date and all these things. Because I tell them, you don't have to get these tattoos. I don't care if you like tattoos or don't. We're, we're trying, I'm trying to get them to be creative and use colors and design. And this kid, I can see he's put a giant swastika. He's written wood. He's put an 88 and the SS bolts and all this stuff. And I can see when I'm walking around and the best, the best thing I could come up with to deal with that in the moment was when we start sharing these, I'm going to start over here. I'm going to make sure we don't have time to get to him to share his. Right. 
But that's that's a sort of censorship. But we're in no. Recovery. But you got to talk to him. You got to <clears throat> talk to him afterwards. Right. There's absolutely no room for hate in that, and that's what I saw there. I didn't see pride in self or or white pride. I saw, you know, th- th- that's to me that's just extreme anger. hate, anger, and, and anger, and wanting to be noticed and wanting to be part of something. And then the worst, and then on top of that, him thinking that I was gonna like it. Oh, hey, dude, oh really, dude? Check this out. Check it out, Holmes. And I go, oh. How, that the well, the, I'm telling you that there are these these different kind of like waves throughout America, and they're just shattering. They're just swirling all around, right? And everybody's ignoring them. And I don't think that it's as simple as we just need to tell them what to say and then they'll, you know, the, the political correctness is if you say the right thing, then you'll feel the right thing. Then you'll do the right thing. Oh, right. My, my whole thing is do the right thing. You can still feel the fucked up racist way, but do the right thing. And you will find that if you do the right thing for a long period of time say a year year and a half you'll start to feel and think differently right well isn't that what we, we you know you act, a, you a, act a, your way yeah. into right living take you don't... action that the, all this kind of arguing with because all of the kids that we're talking about and i gotta be honest like six like five or six that i've dealt with that are part of white power and all that um one of them i completely converted to told to to, to tribal liberalism so he married he married a jewish black girl (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was a whole conversion of him (laughs) right right now he's a guitar uh golf playing cigar smoking love everybody guy right but but most of them don't even know what they're talking about hey i know more about white power than they do You know what I mean? Right, but it's their it's their identity. It's something they can glom onto that's bigger than them because they feel lost, alone, scared. They're professional victims, you know, like a lot of a lot of people are, and it gives them something to kind of reach out. Well, it reminds me. I used to do this group for gang members, young gang members in Echo Park in the '90s, and I did it at the library in uh, in Echo Park right on Temple, and they were all. I saw kids that grew up with. Elijah, my older son, becoming gang members. And, you know, they still called me Mr. Forrest, but in a way different way. Like, hey, Mr. Forrest. Whereas, <laughs> hey, Mr. Forrest. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, they're tough now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hard. From, the, from 13 to 15 was an incredible transformation in them. But, but they were high risk. If they were going to go to school, they had to go to this high risk you know saturday thing and so i you know i'd hear about this you know this is our neighborhood and da, 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 but you're cool mr forrest because you lived here your whole life and because they know my story from when they were kids i was one of the few people born in silver lake i was born <laughs> at saint anne's home for unwed mothers on the corner of occidental and rampart right by rampart okay. police station i was born there right so they felt like you know, because I used to always joke, I've in 41 years or whenever I lived there, in 41 years, I've only got six blocks. How fucked up is that? <laughs> My dad was born in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, moved to L.A., died in San Francisco. Like, that's, that's a journey in life. I've gone six blocks. That's why I moved to Claremont. At least I've gone 30 wow, miles now. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? But, but. So they kept talking about this is our streets, our streets. And I got angry one day and I said, come on, everybody outside. There was only like eight or 10 of them. I said, everybody outside. And we walked to the corner 
of Temple and this street that goes over the freeway to the to the uh, Angelino Heights or whatever it's called, the, the Victorian house. And I said, who owns that building right across the street there? You, your family, any Mexican people own that building? No. A, J- a Japanese man named Mr. Kurosawa owns that building. Kurokawa, right? He was my landlord and he owned the hotel. Chuck, and, do your Asian, please. Right? <laughs> Japanese, though. So and I said, who owns who owns this this building right here? I know because my neighbors lease it from a guy who lives in Pasadena. So white dude from Pasadena owns that building. A Japanese guy that lives in Glendale owns that building. So far, I don't see anything that you or any of your families own. You don't own these streets. You're just bullshitting yourself, right? Why not get an education? Fucking stop all this. Get away from this. And own that building. Make it your life's work to own that building and have it be low-income housing for for your people or have it be something, (laughs) you know what I mean? But but they're talking about they own these streets. Temple was the cutoff street. above uh, Below Temple is 18th Street. Above Temple is some other gang, right? And they would shoot each other right along Temple, (laughs) right? Dang it. For driving, because, you know, you get to the freeway, you got to go that way. <laughs> right. Well. So that really made an impression on them. Like, like, no, we don't really own these streets, right? At least I was trying to bring it into reality. No, this is not your street. Temple is not your street because you're in a gang. It's not your street. You're going to end up in prison for life believing that this is your street, right? Same thing for the white supremacists. Like, this is your country. It doesn't seem like it. You're not doing that well. You know what I mean? You're born white, privileged, you know, you have access to education, you're white. Seems like that's the talk around America is how white, uh, you know, power, uh, white, white privilege, uh, white privilege right? You're the, you're fucked. You get, you got, you're white and you got nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's not really brown and black or Jewish people that are holding you back. It's the white people. Your own people don't like you, dumbass. <laughs> Dude, when I was when I was brand new sober and working at the truck body place, and it was all they were all they weren't all Mexican, but they were all from um, Central America, Central so, American, yeah, yeah. wherever. And it, one of the guys um, goes, "Man, why do you work here? I mean, this is your country." <laughs> you, know, you, you, you could get. Did you, you answer in kind because I'm a drug addict? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I go, what, what are you saying? He goes, if we were in my country. <laughs> I go, yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm getting it. I didn't really see, but he wasn't he wasn't being a smart ass. He was he being was really he was concerned point. about, you know what, man? You, you're losing. You grew up here and you're doing the same shit we are. <laughs> you're just stupid. That's right. <clears throat> you know, and, and it did it did it make you think for a while? It did make me think because I was cleaning up when I started there, I was cleaning up after everybody before I was even allowed to weld. You know, but it was it was good for me to put in the work. It was good for me to do everything I did. But eventually, I said, "Well, you know, I, I need to move forward." And and that guy was so cool. I mean, I, I, I that's don't... the truth of it. Is at least so all this prejudice, all this racism that that forty five taps into, and this alignment that you're seeing with the white supremacist movement, it's just tapping into failure, lack of education, lack of understanding. You know what I mean? So the solution is education, calling shit out, being compassionate towards those people, not declaring them the enemy, right? 
Elizabeth Warren's not my enemy, but she lives in a distorted reality. I live in reality. So I'm, hmm. I, and I, as an American citizen, get the right to say, I know she's a Democrat. I know I'm a Democrat. I don't like the things she's saying because they're non-realities. I said the same thing about Bernie Sanders and all my Bernie Sanders friends are crazy. First thing I said about Bernie Sanders, career politician, right? <laughs> if you don't like politicians, that motherfucker's a career politician. So, because the same people that are saying, oh, he's the way, the light, and the truth, and Jesus, and all this kind <laughs> of stuff, hate <laughs> politics. They hate <laughs> politics. <laughs> they never vote, but they believe in Bernie. He's a career politician. Right. Like, all, that's I point out to all my friends, you know, he, Bernie's different. No, he's not. He's a career politician. He's telling you what you want to hear. Medicare for everybody is doable, but it's going to be hard. Well, and you got to get everybody on board about it. It's going to be a lot harder than... <clears throat> I was talking... Because of this thing and how long it took me to get my surgery and for everything to go right and how the, the meetings and schedules and everything... I mean, I went in... I was supposed to have a 12 o'clock procedure. It ended up happening at 7 o'clock that night because things kept getting pushed back and things were... So I'm talking to people that are in the medical field and they said, the infra because so many more people are insured... The infrastructure isn't in place. If everybody had insurance tomorrow, you'd never get to see a doctor because they can barely keep up with the right. load they have now. Until the medical infrastructure is in place, the insurance, but it won't be, but the it, insurance it, isn't even... It, it, you could give everybody insurance, but no one's going to be able to make an appointment. The main problem is malpractice and lawsuits. That's why people are not getting into the becoming doctors. And that's why I'm not going to, people told me, you need to sue, man, because your mesh failed. <laughs> right. Everybody's going to sue. And I go, I go, you know what? Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe, maybe they tried to fix me and it didn't go right. But you know what? Maybe it'll work this time. I'm going to follow directions to a T and we'll see how it goes. Wait a minute. I want to ask a question. Mike Mart, are you still there? Are you smoking a cigar? Uh, no, I am still okay. here and I have a thought. Mike Mart, have you ever sued anyone in your 59 years of living? No, of course not. I am 58 on Friday. I have never sued anyone. No, Chuck, have you, you ever you know, sued my, anyone? My no. dad taught me not to do that. He you said, you know what? No, I just not. solve your differences. Okay. I have. Oh, wait. I do have a... Uh, a case pending against an employer that didn't pay me, but I didn't take her to. That's a civil. Suit. Right? No, I took her to the whatever the wage board because wage board for get paid, get paid. But but so so we come from a generation that just suing is just like what? Fuck you! Right? Right? I come so and and all of my friends. I know I can name my handful of friends. I know they've never sued anybody, right? All of a sudden, the whole society wants to sue people. It's the age of entitlement. Right? Sue, sue. <laughs> something sue didn't, entitled. Something didn't I go get, right. I get clients tell me they're going to sue me. I go, go ahead. I got $1,400. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> right. You no. know what I think the medical industry should do? They should sue the people that come <laughs> that come and just try and get drugs. Like if, they, if, you're, if you're going to a doctor over and over and saying, oh, I got this problem and I got that, and you're clogging up the system, man, and you're one of those people that is just like a blood clot in the medical <laughs> you know, uh, mainstream, you should be put in jail or sued or something. <laughs> I, think, I think a dungeon. Because <laughs> there's but, a lot of those people. But you know what I'm saying? This suing, They're there for no reason. So that's why doctors don't want to be doctors. Okay. That's why Dr. Drew doesn't practice medicine. That's why so many... There's not great 
desire to become a doctor in America because you get sued all the time. Oh, that's right. You're right. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do where you don't run because the litigious society is. I mean, did you see that guy on the news that did the the ridiculous fake slip and fall? How about a how about a, a guy sued his parents for being born because because his life has been nothing but suffering? I think that's fantastic, and I hope he wins. <laughs> yeah, now that was a viable lawsuit. <laughs> I, I hope I hope he can prove malice on I, his dad's. I, I took a challenge of a friend of mine like two years ago, and I I will I I have I follow Fox News on my phone, and I watch thirty minutes a day, sometimes more of Fox News, just to see what what you got to know what the population is being told on the other side of the aisle. Right? What's interesting is these. They they really attack frivolous lawsuits. So those come up a lot on Fox News. Doc, you know when they send you a news thing, it's a okay. lot of these yeah. fraudulent lawsuits. And one of them was this this guy suing his parents for being born into all the suffering that his life is, and he he doesn't have anything, and they didn't provide enough opportunity for him, and they're liable for his loser life. Maybe maybe he'll be famous or get his own TV show. Or yeah, be a YouTube. He can exaggerate stereo, racial stereotypes. Well, why not? Maybe you know. Maybe <laughs> there's a future in that. Maybe he's smarter than I am. Maybe he's found a way to not have to work. But he's discovered entrepreneurial skill. But that but that is the truth. It's lawsuits that is that really does damage the medical society, and that it's so socially acceptable. Sue the doctor. Sue the rehab. Sue the hospital. Sue. Sue. sue it's the medical profession is the most directed at that gets that most socially accepted to sue the doctor sue the medical profession sue the hospital it's yeah. really a huge no, huge industry in what we in what we do too though i mean it's i think it's almost as big because they see it as this big cash cow with deep pockets i had a client who left and started drinking and came back at the place with uh they were going to sue He's he's gonna sue, you know, wavelengths, and then uh, because he had to to collect all my paper, all every every bit of charting I did on him every time I met with him, all the stuff. Thankfully, I do things the way you're supposed to, right? And I did it on his, so it's like they they pull up all this paperwork and they're like getting this thing, and the next thing I know, he's back in treatment with us, and he wants me to be his counselor. So, so he was suing because you didn't teach him not to drink. You know, I don't know what what the end of that was, but it's just like, hey, you know, you no, know, there's lawsuits all the time, and and it's just I'm telling you that for Medicare for everybody, the lawsuit's going to be have to dealt with. I never heard Bernie Sanders talk about that. Never had. I'll see if Elizabeth Warren talks about it. Right? If you want Medicare for everybody, you have to look at how. The medical profession is the most sued profession in the in America. That's not going to be able to happen, and have 350 million people have Medicare. It's not going to be able to happen. Oh no! So so there's that's that part of it, and then the idea that gainfully employed people, and this this comes from an interesting thing Warren Buffett said of all people. I really like him a lot. So he said, "I get Social Security. I don't need it. I can't give it back." They, they keep sending it to me. I don't need it. I have $17 billion in personal <laughs> wealth. I don't need $3,000 a month from the United States government. 
right? Just commonsensical things like that. If you want a solution, anybody that makes over, has over $10 million in wealth does not get social security. How about that? How about that as a, com a compromise law? That's a great idea. Let's put that in. How much billions of dollars would that save? Maybe they need that money to train their dog. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, God. Oh, that, was, that was a class shot just for you at home. There's, See how you are, Chuck? Uh, yeah, that you was there's, there's You are so the nice guy. Why, why is it looked at that I'm 10, or 10 years older than you, and so I have a little bit more, I make a little bit more money. So I got, we got a dog. Dog for Christmas. I'm just gonna call myself out. Yeah. Do I have means? Yeah. Was it? Uh, was it? It definitely was part of our. We're not going on vacation anytime soon. I was gonna go to Egypt, and the choice was: Whoa. Are we gonna get this dog trainer? Right. I don't want to go to Egypt anyway. It's okay. two 20 hour flight with two little children. Are you fucking kidding well, me? Well, $2,500, you could just like not have the guy pull you around in the little rickshaw and save that. <laughs> you know. Like talking take, in racial skip, stereotypes. Wow. You could skim it somehow, <laughs> Just that $2,500. You could still go to Egypt. <laughs> Just cut out that guy. Oh, so I paid $2,400 plus the collar that electrocutes them uh, oh. <laughs> to, to train oh, the dog. Send your cards and letters and to you Mike go, Mart. It's a, they make you do it to yourself. It's oh, not that Jesus. much of a shock. It's just to get their attention. So <laughs> we all went. Dude, Elvis, you need those Elvis went, Sid went, Chrissy went, I went. We went to the dog training classes twice a week. All this kind of stuff. We're supposed to do it twice a day in the house with the platform they're supposed to go sit on or whatever. And it just doesn't work with bulldogs. You know, <laughs> bulldogs are not that smart. Is I, I what would, I, I bulldogs either have the worst memory in the world or just aren't that smart. Yeah. Bob, you've met my dog. The, the, my that's dog, a Labrador. They like just the cruises, man. I never a, even put it on a leash. The difference between the the abilities to learn new things of bulldogs. Wait, are you saying that there's genetic differences in dogs? No, and you know what? Aren't they? Isn't it stubborn as a bulldog? You just isn't <laughs> the term stubborn as a bulldog? I think it's stubborn as a bullfrog. Oh no! I have no idea. No, look at it, Mike. Isn't stubborn as a donkey. You're exactly it's right. It's a bulldog. Yes, you know they're the most stubborn dog. But you've got me thinking. My but they're folks sweethearts. Work with a personal trainer for their dog, uh, twice a week for the last. Six months and does it work? I'm wondering if there's going to be inheritance after <laughs> this fucking dog. This oh is an all-in package for a year program. We go once a week now. We went to the thing two Saturdays ago. Rain last Saturday. Two Saturdays ago, me and Chrissy with the dog in the parking lot with the all the other all the other dogs do what they're supposed to, and Peppa doesn't <laughs> do shit. <Ow. laughs> this is so horrible. She gets on the thing, and then if you turn away, she gets off. Hmm. Oh, the other dogs. And there's chihuahuas in there. I hate chihuahuas. They're fucking better at it than Peppa Pig. <laughs> you, Bob, you have to give, okay, you have to give maybe, dogs maybe a long Peppa time is, and a lot of attention. That's the whole thing I about training her, a dog is you have to spend every minute with that dog the, for at least a year and train it. You don't think you don't think we're home a lot? When you when you thought I was gone traffic. No, when you thought I was gone, I was over there with Peppa by myself doing the training with her, cuddling but, with her, whatever. And I go to take a shower, and she pees in the bathroom. Bob, all I'm saying is that I know you, and like 10 water. minutes to you with the dog is like an eternity. 
No, but Chrissy does it. Chrissy's a dog person. Elvis does it. El- he actually is best. She's a, the dog is best with Elvis. I don't know because I train he all my cares. dogs and they all don't. You do. know, Sasha's got a Sasha. You know, Sasha's got yeah. a dog and he's living on a like a twenty foot boat in Newport Harbor and he wonders why the dog pees on the boat. Well, because <laughs> there's, there's nowhere, nowhere to, to go. go. There's nowhere to go. So, I mean, he's, he's struggling with training, and I go, you know, man, this isn't just going to happen. You know, unless you've been trained how to train a dog, you're not going to be able to train a dog. You have to you have to learn how to do these things, and it is different with every breed. I've We've had Dalmatians and Great Danes, and I've had a Bedlington Terrier. Have you ever had, had a, a bulldog? No. I, I heard they're hard to train. <laughs> Not, not hard. Impossible. Even for $2,500. Haven't you ever heard stubborn as a bulldog? It's going to be a whole year, Bob. It's going to be a whole year. It's a year. So, so the mistake I made, because, yeah, the trainers are really training you how to train the dog, right? So the mistake I made is I like her to be free-flowing in the house. I don't like that she, you hook her. We have these little hooks all through the house where she has a six-foot leash to go, and there's beds at all these different places, right? So I just, we had a good hour together. I was thinking, <laughs> okay, Peppa, you're doing really good now. I'm going to go take a shower. You have free run of the house, right? Good I'm, for you. And? She, she chews the wood. She chews <laughs> the wood in the kitchen cabinets. She'll yeah. just go in there and chew it. Just for no reason. <laughs> mm, this wood what did is you have wood is for the delicious. dog to chew? Are what you did sure? you have? What I have a you? rubber thing that you put peanuts in. I have ears like from that. pigs. Would you want a rubber thing to chew on? Yes, Whoa, she hey. loves with the with the peanut butter inside, Mike. Oh, yeah, they lick those. Know. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? No, but it, well, looks, it looks like a, a, a like <laughs> a beehive. Yeah, thing. yeah, beehive, and you put peanut butter it's inside. It's like a, a oh, fancy Jesus. butt plug of sorts, <laughs> and you fill it with peanut butter. Thanks for that. It Chuck. does look like it does look like a sexual thing, but it's on the ground with peanut butter. I in know. It. I saw one at my folks' house, and I was like, Jesus, put this you, stuff away. Have that? They have it for their Great Dane. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah, I saw yeah. that on the internet. Mike, you got to see one of these things. It does look like a butt plug. Oh, can we just get off of that? <laughs> okay. So anyway, so we made a classes. Like Bob has more money. That, that, that's, that no, may, it's, it's may or may not be true. But I did spend twenty five hundred dollars in a dog trainer. But um, but the idea that the world is so crazy, like the world of the eighties was organized. It just wasn't organized the way we wanted it to be. So we were upset and angry and wanted it to be different or more evolved, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Now is just anybody who's lived any length of time or reads anything about American history. This is the craziest time since the Civil War. This is pretty crazy. I, yeah, I know people always say that, but I think it, you'd be you'd be not thinking to say anything other than that. The '60s, maybe, but I think that the hippies were not. I don't think Jerry Rubin was as far away from say where. George McGovern was to that caused the 68 Democratic Convention revolution, you know, violence. They weren't that far apart, not as far apart as Trump and Elizabeth Warren are, you know, and I, the people who follow Trump and Elizabeth Warren. I, I would love to. And there was McGovern and, uh, and, um, it was McGovern was, they didn't want the yippies and the MC5 and all them that rioted didn't like McGovern. That, I mean, that's crazy. That's not that, McGovern was not that different than them. He was anti-war. He was pro-civil pro rights. 
He had admitted to smoking marijuana. I mean, what did they want? I think that we, we just asked for too much. Reagan was just crazy as a loon. You know? I'd, I'd like to hear someone who, who has as much information as their brain as you discuss that out. What? You know, how, Bob's got a lot of a lot of brain food. Here's something I was thinking about too, Chuck, is that is that I remember more about the 60s because I was really young. I remember more about the 60s than I do the 80s. <laughs> Well, that's that's possible. Because in the 80s, I was just completely out of my but mind. But I'd like for you to but call wait, wait, somebody wait. and go, change my mind. This is the craziest the, time we've lived you in know, since Bob the Civil War. Change what my I'm saying mind. is Bob does Here's what I think that stuff. the punk rock revolution was. It was a social revolution in England because of the poverty and the lack of opportunity for two generations of young people in England because of high taxes, mm. because of... Social unrest, the social unrest that started that which had a caveat of racism. That's what Joe Strummer was so affected by, and Don Letts and the Brixton riots and all this stuff. The strikes, the trash not being picked up, all the poverty, being on the dole. That was all b- because of a badly run government, right? Okay. And so it was a social movement that kids exploded into. Fuck you. Fuck you. There's no opportunity for us. There wasn't opportunities for our parents. Fuck you. And it came over to America and it became fashion. I really believe that. There was no reason to really be that upset for white rich kids to be that upset. Other than just being a teenager and being angry. I know it's hard to to always remember that, but every once in a while somebody younger will say something and I'll go, I remember that. It just like it's just yeah, like, general teenage just angst. general just being just pissed off and finding a direction that was fun, that was as colorful, that was as as undesirable as I that think was, we was were, totally attractive. I think we were nipping at the edges, but mostly it was fashion and teenage angst, right? right? As to why it became popular in America. I think we need it now because I think <laughs> we are England in 1970, but we're not going to get it because it's it's just there's nothing coalescing. There's nothing. You know, like when you're cooking Coke, you know, you're making free base, it starts <laughs> nothing, to nothing, collect nothing around. Nothing balling up, huh? Yeah, there's nothing balling <laughs> up right now. <laughs> We're not going to get a good rock out of this. No, there's it, just something, it's just all fractionalized, and it's all just distorted and so angry, and nothing's getting accomplished. No, even, and the even, rich get richer, and the poor get poorer, and the middle class become the poor. That's what's happening. That's what happened in England. Yeah. And well, that, you know, w- with my tax return, when, my, when Amy figured it out this time, uh, we're we're down by about half. Of the return? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then the news tried to tell me that it's because they didn't take as much money out of my checks that I'm actually because better off. Because they wanted off. you to, bo- yeah, they wanted you to see the boost in your paycheck. They wanted me to see the boost in my paycheck, but you know... That's when I'm talking about opportunity, but it's about opportunity. Hey, you got to look at your life. You're a professional, you have a career. You know, after the mess he made of your life for about 35 years, I'm I'm not complaining. You're you're sitting in a pretty position. See, I don't like the the people that are doing all right complaining. I'm doing great, I, I have no right to complain. I'm more trying to to critique what's going on with the people that don't have opportunity and why they're so angry and why they love a con man and why they'll stand by him no matter what and why they think building a wall and keeping Mexicans out is going to make their life better in some way. I just don't understand that. And I'm trying to understand it. Well, I like how you uh, compared our current political climate to making crack. 
Yeah, uh, we need. <laughs> we need. I'm still marveling um, at that. Yeah. Free that was base. amazing. Free base. No, a lot of a lot of the kids at home don't know that crack didn't used to come in its perfect no, form. Crack came you around. had to make it. You didn't have. <laughs> you know what? You didn't have to make it anymore. There wouldn't be a crack epidemic if the kids had to make it themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was right. so hard with that ether, and it was all yeah. really like you know dangerous too. I didn't even use the ether. I just used. Oh, you had to use baking a big, giant soda, mirror. coke. Uh, whatever else he put in there, I forget. Oh, what you had else. to use ether, man. I no, made one with Perry Farrell one time, as big as a baseball, and and, and you had butane. to do it on a giant mirror, right? Like it was a huge mirror. No, he just. We all took huge hits. It was like five of us. We all took huge hits, and then you know, like you take a huge hit of well-produced freebase, you're pretty all right for about 30, 40 minutes. Like, I was like, whoa. And I was talking, and we were, you know, and I just the world was perfect. <laughs> and then somehow Perry disappeared with the rest of the whole. Oh. oh. Wonder how that happened. <laughs> Thanks Perry for go? the help. Where'd Perry go? Where's Perry? Where's oh the God. ball? Where'd yeah. the ball go? See that baseball right there? Yeah. It was as big as that, Jack. <laughs> you had your head. <laughs> Like it only had yeah, like a little dry. piece you, off you of have it. have a quarter ounce? Where did it go? Like an, yeah, like a half an ounce. He gave you a big hit. You closed Where'd your it eyes. Go? And you Where'd it go? Where'd he go? And then that moment where you know, where there's this part of you that's so naive thinks, well, that was our cocaine, so he would have left the ball here if he did have to leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was just yeah. gone. That's 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 so. Hey, what? I don't know if you can Addicts talk about are the that. same Should across. I edit that out? What about Perry Farrell yeah. and the crack ball? Yeah. <laughs> Perry Farrell crack ball. I don't Perry know if Farrell I should leave ball. that story. Perry Farrell crack ball. I'm gonna <laughs> let it leave it in and let him sue me. Yeah. I got fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Come get it. And Come bulldog. get it from me, motherfucker. And a bulldog. You try to get try to get a refund on the bulldog training, motherfuckers. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you know though that's how many times did I You can have I, my seventies Cadillac historic <laughs> yeah, car. You can have my eighty old mobile, you <laughs> motherfucker. That mobile out there. That'll look good on you, Perry Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get it. Sue me. I don't think Sue me, it. please sue me. <laughs> You'll be in the news. I'll be in the news. You should record something so you can <laughs> Perry Farrell, founder of Lollapalooza, sues drug counselor Bob Forrest for Four. millions of dollars for spreading dollars gossip and, and a bulldog. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, he wants your dog. Now, you know, I can't imagine, uh, I, like anybody thinks Perry never did drugs. Do they think that? <laughs> I can't imagine anybody thinking he's a drug-free guy. But the, I was just talking about freebase cooking, and I think that there's nothing coalescing around the toothpick. Okay. Right around the thing that we're trying to build the rock with, nobody's trying. There's not big parts. What did, what did we need the butane for? I don't know, Mike. I didn't I use needed butane. butane. I needed butane. For I could cook I it would... in like my heroin spoon. No, you had to use ether. You had to like mix it all together no, and then spread we, it. No, you know, no, no. We need to, to get Frenchy. Right, we need to get Frenchy on this show. Him, ask him. Then. I'm you texting had to spread him right it out. now. You had to spread it out on a mirror <laughs> and let it dry, and then you scraped it. Up I'm going to ask him to be on Don't Die next time we get together. Yeah, we need Frenchy on. So I'm going to ask Frenchy how we used to cook. What was the thing? I'm just texting. No, him. What did wait, we? Let me let me just say put that. in the coat. That's how you know you got a genuine Bob Forrest text because it starts off, "Hey, hey." What did we put <laughs> in time. the coke to make freebase to make crack to ether? Make crack. No, I don't. We weren't sophisticated like that, Mike. I don't know what, where would you get ether. But you had to buy it from the ether sphere. 
Where did you? Where was Mike? You didn't buy. You didn't make that. You just put baking soda and water and cocaine and some other thing like ammonia or something, some other Hmm. thing, and then you just lit it. You just weren't. You weren't a scientist. I don't know. Randy Baker used to cook it. I my. I wasn't like Keith. Keith didn't even cook it up. He just put cocaine in his cigarette and then just smoke it. Oh yeah, cocoa puffs. That was Keith. Not the same. All right. Well, till next time, I'll get back to you on how we used to cook cook, Coke. I'm sure that we did not use ether. I'm Uh, positive of uh, that. I wouldn't even know where to get that. I'm sure you did it the most inexpensive way you could possibly. And we need Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris or somebody else to start treating like bringing the Democrats. Kamala? Kamala? It's Kamala? What is her name? I'll bet you Trump Trump. uses ether. So, so we need some some leader in the Democratic Party to start treating it like cooking coke. Yeah, and and start making everybody come together, come together instead of being so radically uh, uh, left. Have have somebody call Elizabeth Warren or or Kamala Harris and have them on the show next time. Yeah, I'd love that. Sure, yeah, I'm sure they'll be right on. <laughs> Tell them we're the people that stopped the drug e- epidemic. Yeah, we're the people that made the death rate go down. Yeah, they exactly. could get a lot of votes by coming on Don't Die. So until so next don't time, die. don't die. And let's see if one of a politician uh, will come on here. Hey, this is Bob, and you can get a hold of Aloe Treatment Centers at 888-595-0235. That's Aloe Treatment Centers in Malibu and Silver Lake, 888-595-0235. Tell them Bob told you to call.